You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Man, it's a great, great day. I appreciate you all coming out this morning. Uh, I was told the roads were bad. I don't know. I live so close it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, Honestly, I thought maybe I should cancel because of the fact of starting out with this series. Uh, But actually, I'm laying the groundwork today. And we'll start with the seven different places that Jesus bled starting next Sunday morning. And... uh, My sister, where you at? Stand up. My sister went through all of her chemo. She's been through all of her radiation. She rang the bell and it's on the backside of her. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, amen. Uh Yeah. Say something. Tell you, hold on, he's gonna get you a microphone so those at home can listen. God is so good. Amen. I just can't praise him enough. And you know, I haven't went through what a lot have went through, but Christ was with me through yeah. it all. And you know, I had encouragers. God put people in my path to encourage me who had been through it. And God put a wonderful teacher with me, Miss Loss, and we have prayer every morning. And I had four chemos. And some said, oh, it'll get worse. I'm not claiming that. (laughs) It did not get worse, it got better. You know, and I had 30 radiations. And I lay there and every day I held on with my arm up and I said, I will not burn. Yeah. You was with Shadrach, Meshach, and yeah. Abednego. Yeah. And you was with them. They did not burn. They did not smell of smoke. And I did not burn. Yes, you did. I, I had some redness and some peeling, but I claim it. Because my God, I said, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. And I cannot praise him enough right. for bringing me through. Hallelujah. And I pray to God that I have helped someone along the way. And if you think I'm crazy, I am crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus because he was yeah. with me each step of the way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Well, let's go home. I ain't the only preacher in the family. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Awesome. I don't think I shared anything on uh, any of the morning services the last few weeks. I might have mentioned it last Sunday night, but a few weeks back I went into my office and I don't do email. And uh, so I had received an email by our secretary and she laid it on my desk and it was from the uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And uh, Will Graham, the grandson of Billy Graham has picked up that mantle and uh, he'll be speaking. Ours was postponed here in Marion County in July. 
but I had received an invitation uh, from my wife and I to fly to South Dakota, to Rapid City, and to speak for the Billy Graham Association uh, and to encourage over 100 pastors. And I, I sat there in my chair, and I definitely didn't see that coming. And uh, immediately I got up and I went into my closet and laid down on the face and just uh, on my face and just began to pray and worship. And I asked God to give me a verse to uh, share that I could build a message around. It was Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, where the Lord is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can think, ask, or imagine. And so God began to give me, literally it just came, and I began to uh, build a message. Uh, one of the ladies in Fairmont with our uh, celebration sent me some points, uh, some victories we've already seen. So I was a nervous wreck, and just to be honest, and we flew to South Dakota on Tuesday morning when we got to the hotel later that afternoon, the lady at the front desk uh, called my cell phone and said there was a gift card uh, and a gift bag uh, at the front desk and they had all kind of different, uh, you know, water and chips and different things. But in that card, uh, there was a card in that basket. It was typed up from the Billy Graham Association and it welcomed myself, my wife, went on just, it was really, really powerful. And down at the end, it had one verse of scripture, Ephesians 3.20. And I knew right then that I was going to be all right. And uh, so I had the honor to speak uh, in front of around 100 pastors uh, to encourage them. They asked us to come early. They paid all of our expenses. Uh, we were there uh, from Tuesday to Friday. They gave us a Jeep a Rubicon. It had 700 miles on it. We put 512 miles on it in two and a half days. Uh, we went to Mount Rushmore. Uh, we went to Crazy Horse, uh, Spearfish Canyon. We went to Custer National Park. I believe it's uh, 1.2 million acres. We went to the Badlands. A bad boy went to the Badlands. And uh, so there, we, we had a great time. And when I got up to speak, I'll tell you, God showed up. Uh, it was incredible. We had church. It was amazing. And I want to give God all the honor and give him all the glory. Amen. So, I brought back one little bit of our trip in Custer. And I'd like to show it if it's available at this time. We were way, way off the highway. Those are buffalo. It's moving. Turn that volume up, Mike. It just lifted its hoof. I'm being serious. It just lifted its hoof. I don't think we should drive through. But I don't see it on those other ones. You think he's like the head honcho? <laughs> okay, no, 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 please, Robert, please. Robert, please. I'm, I'm being serious. Let's stop it. We get clear, we can't even drive through. 
He's like staring us down. She didn't know I was going to show that video. I might need to come home with somebody. Amen. We did. We had a great time. Praise the Lord. Uh, I've been several weeks uh, just in my office praying. I read a book uh, by another pastor about the seven different places on the body that Jesus bled and how significant each one of those places are. And in each one of those places, you and I receive a benefit. You and I receive a blessing. Today I'm going to lay down just the foundation and we'll start where he bled the first place. He bled drops of sweat in the Garden of Gethsemane. So I took what I learned from that book and from some commentaries that I like in the Bible and an iPad and some of the things, the thoughts the Lord has given me and I wanna to present to you and I pray that we could all learn together. So the series is titled The Blood and today's message is The Power of the Blood. I want you to think about there, there are people all over our nation, all over this world uh, who battle with generational curses. And a lot of people in the church don't even understand what a generational curse is. This generational curse, a lot of people battle with this, this curse is on their life and on their family's lives. And they have no knowledge of it. So it goes from generation to generation and it does not need to be so. Can someone say amen? Some of the curses that I'm speaking about that goes from generation to generation could be depression, could be suicide, could be illnesses of all different kinds. It can be uncontrolled lust that just passes from generation to generation. How about anxiety? Could poverty be a generational curse? Absolutely. And to be honest, not to be offensive, I, I feel like for a majority, we live in an area that's got a poverty mentality. If somebody's succeeding, somebody's winning, somebody's achieving, must be something wrong with us, that they're doing something that's wrong. So there's so much to learn, but how about a generational curse of abandonment? How about a generational curse of fear? Grandma was fearful, you're fearful, your child's fearful, it just goes generation to generation. What about rebellion? What about abuse? And as we already heard this morning, it could be the curse of addiction. But thank God that curse has been broken that will not go to the next generation. Can someone say amen and give God a hand clap? I am so proud of that young lady. So there is a lot of attention nowadays in 2020 focused on abuse and, and, and rightfully so focusing on the victim of abuse. But I want you to think about this. Many abusers have been victims. And now they are a victim of their own rage. And it's generation to generation. Examples, I mean, you may have grew up and you had a parent that was just overwhelming, abusive, and it may not be physical, it could be mentally. And then you grow up hard and the next thing you know, you're married, you're taking that out on your spouse. And then a child comes along 
and the way you grew up and despised because your parent was all over you, now it will flow the same way unless you let that generational curse be broken by the blood of Jesus Christ. It will continue to destroy your family. You need to hear me. There's a lot of generational curses and people need to know how they can be set free. I've got one life to live and I don't want to wait till I'm 80 to be set free. I want to enjoy the journey every day and you will not enjoy the journey unless you've been through the blood of Jesus Christ and have the knowledge of what the blood really means. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Stand with me this morning, would you please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. People need to know. The problem is they don't know. Church folk don't know. Hosea chapter four, verse six. I want to read just the very first part of that verse. Hosea the prophet said, Pastor, would you take the mic to Pastor Rita? Hosea the prophet said, now listen. He didn't say the heathen. He said, my people. My people perish, perish for a lack of knowledge. Hold on. In the New Testament, Paul, he writes in Romans 12 and 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? By the word of God, by the knowledge of God by the knowledge of the word. Renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What we heard out of that testimony this morning was not the will of God. It was the lie of the devil, the enemy. You and I may not have had an addiction of drugs, but we have got areas in our life that can be set free through the blood of Jesus if you'll just come to church the next seven weeks and say, God, here I am. Give me what I need to live my life according to what you would have me to live my life. Lift it up in prayer, would you please? Heavenly Father, it is our delight this morning to come into your presence and to thank you for who you are yes, and Lord. to thank you for what you've done. Jesus, I want to call on your name this morning and I want to thank you for every drop of your precious right. blood that was spilled, whether it was the first blood that dropped to the soil mm -hmm. that day in the Garden of That's Gethsemane, right. or whether it was the last blood that seeped through the grave crows that they wrapped you in before That's they right. laid you in the grave. Father, I thank you for your plan, and I thank you that one day that I had a mother that pointed me to the cross, uh -huh. and I saw the blood that flowed, yes. and I can say what can wash away my right. sins nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again what can make the journey sweeter day by day it's nothing but the precious blood of Jesus and I thank you that you didn't change your mind I thank you that when you hung on the cross that I was on your mind uh -huh. thank you for this day for my yes, pastor God. let your anointing flow till it flows 
off the platform yes, and down every pew and every seat and then it gets on our feet. We track it to the cars and take it home with us. Fill our hearts with your love and your blood. We appreciate yes, you this Lord. morning, oh God. And we ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Go ahead, give God another hand clap. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I'm wound up, boy, like a banjo. Through this series, let's ask the Holy Spirit to renew, to re-educate, and to redirect our minds. Let's be transformed. By the word of God, let our minds be renewed. There is an enemy, there is a devil. And you need to know that. The enemy does not spare any tactics trying to defeat, to defeat God's people. He won't spare anything. John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And Jesus said, I have come to give life and to give it more abundantly. I don't know about you, but I want the abundance of God. And I've learned a lot through this time. And I want to thank our staff for uh, everything that they do because it allows me to stay where I'm at and allows me to get into the word of God. Nothing is beyond demonic assault, nothing. Nothing at all. There's things in my life that I just won't do. I won't cross that line. But with the devil, there is nothing that will stop him from a demonic assault. Nothing that is except the blood of Jesus. And when you put the line down with the blood, he won't cross the bloodline. Do you hear me? You gotta have the knowledge. The blood of Jesus is the power source for our salvation. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But it doesn't stop there. It is the power source of our freedom. And there's a lot of believers in the house of God across this world that are saved but are not free. And whom the Son sets free, you shall be free indeed. Can someone say amen? Very important to know the moment that we receive Jesus Christ in our hearts and our lives, we are forgiven of our sins. I said forgiven. And Jesus then becomes Jehovah Sidkenu. That word means he's our righteousness. In Jesus, through his blood, I am right with God. And then Jehovah Imkanesh, our ongoing sanctification. Hallelujah. I'm not walking by myself after I'm saved. He's my ongoing sanctification. We need to know these things. We are made righteous by the blood of Jesus that washes away any and every sin that we've ever committed, any sin. Prostitution, lying, stealing, cheating, whatever it may be, any and all sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus. Has Jesus washed away your sins? If he has, why don't you honor him and give him a hand clap and a shout of praise and act like you know that you was once lost, but now by the blood of Jesus, you are saved. Hallelujah. Woo! It means when we're in right standing with God, we are no longer enemies with God. I let out a woo in South Dakota and I don't think they knew how to take it at first. But they got used to it. The blood of Jesus does not simply cover up 
the sin. It doesn't just cover up a lot of things we want to do in life. We want to roll the rug back. We want to sweep it under the rug and we want to bring the rug back over it. And it's not long. It comes back out again. But it doesn't. The blood of Jesus does not cover it up, brother. It gets rid of it. Do you hear me? Somebody say amen. His blood washes away the sin. And Isaiah 1 and 18 said, come now. Somebody needs to hear that. Come now. Don't put it off to tomorrow. Come now and let us reason together. Saith what? Saith the Lord. Come now. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Our sins are like a deep dyed stain that just can't come out in one washing. But God can remove the stain of sin from our lives with one drop of blood. We don't have to go through life soiled. Has God washed away your sins? Have you been set free? From God's perspective, the blood of Jesus cleanses us so when we appear before him, it's like we've never, ever sinned. That's incredible. Acts 3 and 19, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out repentance and conversion. The word conversion means to turn again. It's not good enough to come to church. It's good not, not good enough to clap and to sing. You gotta be converted. You gotta turn from your old lifestyle and turn toward the Lord Jesus Christ. You gotta be converted, men. You gotta repent and turn to God. And then your sins are blotted out. It's kind of like in a chalkboard in a schoolhouse and they take a piece of chalk and they write on it and then an eraser comes by and it takes it off. It's, never, it's like it's never been there. Isaiah 43 and 25, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. Man, the Lord worked on me in a situation this week. The blood of Jesus will wash away my sins, he can wash away my friend's sins. But I still remember. And sometimes I bring it up and the Lord chastised me. How about you? The blood has forgiven our sins and he's forgiven our family and our friends. But do you keep bringing it up? Why would I bring it up when he's already forgot about it. Thrown it into a sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered again. Blotted out as far as the east is from the west, but old Robert wants to bring something up. I was shamed this week, and the Lord spoke to me, and I want to be sensitive to the Spirit of God, that everything that comes out of my mouth will be worthy of his praise and his glory. I know you're looking at me like I'm a big sinner. Won't you turn them eyeballs around and look at yourself once in a while? So the, the new birth is great news, isn't it not? Yeah. To be saved, it's great news, but it's not the whole story of our salvation. It's not the whole story, it's the beginning. It's the beginning. Salvation is not limited to forgiveness. And many don't know that, Lynn. Many don't know it. God's plan for our lives, Pastor Aaron, is not turmoil, it's not strife, and it's not pain. Jeremiah 29 and 11 said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. 
You've got to know that. You have to have that knowledge. But not only do you have to have it here, you've got to have it here, and you've got to believe it and walk in it and live that way. Because the Bible says we are more than conquerors. And my sister testified to that today, that she was more than a conqueror. Her doctor kept telling her, you're going to burn during radiation. She said, no, I'm not going to burn. Oh, yeah, you're going to burn. Well, guess what? She did not burn. Give God another hand clap and a shout of praise. <laughs> Romans 8 and 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Look at your neighbor right now and say, neighbor, you're more than a conqueror. Look at your other neighbor and wake him up. Say, neighbor, wake up. You're missing a good message. You're more than a conqueror. Is there anyone in the house that knows you are more than a conqueror? Act like you know it. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. As a Christian, uh, we are grateful that God has redeemed us, washing away our sin and, and, and washing away the destruction in our lives, but our salvation includes much more than forgiveness of sins. Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Most people think right there, I'm saved, I'm not going to burn in hell, I'm going to heaven. Actually, it's the greatest promise in the Bible, but the word saved in the Greek language is sozo. S-O-Z-O. It means to be completely whole. Whole. Not just saved from hell, but completely whole. Salvation means everything in our lives. Everything. Somebody say everything. Somebody say it like you mean it, everything. Everything that was paid for by the blood of Jesus. My goodness gracious, not just salvation, but every place that Jesus bled on his body and from his body had a blessing and a benefit that will make you and I whole. And I encourage you to come every week and learn as I have learned. Give God another hand clap and a shout of praise. You are forgiven. But it also means just a little bit that you're healed, that you are delivered, that you are prosperous, that you are blessed, and you are set free. When Jesus hung on the cross, he said in John 19 and 30, it is finished. Meaning that the blood covenant between God and man has been completed and everything you need has been paid for in full by the blood of Jesus Christ. People may tell you that you'll never change. People may tell you that once an addict, you'll always be an addict. People may tell you that once you're an alcoholic, you'll always be an alcoholic. Uh, but that's not the word of God. Jesus said in the book of John, uh, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And how do you get free? It's by going through the blood of Jesus and knowing what the blood will bring to your life. Give him a, is anybody free uh, in the house at Jewel City? If you've been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ, you ought to just get crazy for a second and realize how blessed you are. Hallelujah. Woo. Every sin, every sin, whoo, has been washed away. I got a lot of them. And a lot of people want to remind me of them too. Mind your own business. That's what the Lord told me this week, Robert. Mind your own business. Galatians 3 and 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You need to hear me. 
being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So you and I are redeemed because Christ became the curse for us. Every sin that anyone ever committed has a curse attached to it. Every sin I've ever committed had a curse attached to it. And Jesus not only took our sins on him, but he took our curse upon him. And we have that lack of knowledge. You need to know that everything you've ever done, Jesus took it to the cross. Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of sin and I am a sinner, saved by grace. And we don't have this knowledge, but our finances have been cursed. Our marriages, our homes, our emotions and our minds have been kidnapped by the devil. You and I stepped into this world through the birth of a woman born into sin and immediately we were taken captive. But again, when Jesus touches you and sets you free, you can hold up a sign to the devil, this is private property, get the heck off my yard. Oh, that's because of the blood of Jesus. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Why is our finances cursed? Why is our marriages? Why is our homes? Why is our emotions? Why is our minds? Because of a lack of knowledge. When you've got the knowledge, you've got the understanding, you've got the weapons uh, to fight the devil. Huh? Give God another hand clap and a shout of praise. Listen to me this morning. Jesus came and he paid the ransom for every area of our lives. And he paid for it in full. And he bought us back to the way that we're supposed to be. And most don't know that. Should be a heaven here on earth. We should be able to walk right through the midst of adversity singing I shall not burn. Deuteronomy 30 and 19, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life and both you and what? Your descendants shall live. Not a generational curse, not death on the next generation. The law of Moses uh, contained both a blessing and a curse. If you did what was right, you was blessed. If you did what was wrong, then a curse came upon you. Well, let me tell you something, believers in Jesus Christ. We're not bound by the law of Moses any longer. I'll tell you, we're not bound by the law of Moses. That makes the hair on my neck stand up right now. Believers in Jesus Christ aren't bound by that law, by Jesus' death on the cross of Calvary. Jesus became the curse uh, so that when we were delivered from our curse, we could be a blessing to our city, we could be a blessing to our home, we could be a blessing to our children, we can be a blessing to our nation, we can be a blessing to this state. God has got his hand upon us. Let us realize that through the blood of Jesus, we don't have to live a defeated life, but we can be a blessing not only in our own lives, but to those that are around us, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Our redemption through the new blood covenant was made complete at the cross. It's all about the cross. You take away the cross, you take away the blood, you don't have a church. You got a social gathering. First Peter 1 and 18. It starts out in the underline just this morning. Knowing. What you don't know will kill you. You better have some knowledge. 
And anything in your life that you do that's going to be successful, you better have some knowledge of that. And if you don't have it, you better study it. Life, what is life? James said it's but a vapor, appears for just a moment and it vanishes away. Don't wait to almost the end to get to the knowledge. You'll never get all the knowledge. It's a process, it's a journey. He says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The word redeemed means to set free or deliver by paying some ransom. Doesn't cost you an eye a penny. But there was a ransom paid for you and for me, Rusty. And it was the precious blood of Jesus Christ. All the money in the world cannot buy your redemption. All the money in the world can't, can't touch it. Can't touch it. Some of you are going to be so shocked when you die that you can't take your money with you. Money's a good thing if you know how to use it. But all the money in the world cannot redeem you. We are redeemed by only one thing, Rusty, the precious blood of Jesus. Titus chapter two, verse 14, Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all, somebody say all, iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Our redemption, Jim, is total. It's total. It covers everything that Jesus shed his blood for, everything. It's total. It's incredible. All-inclusive. Huh? Think about it. Which is every part of us and every one of us. Doesn't matter where you live, don't matter what you drive, don't matter what color your skin is. The precious blood of Jesus covers everything in our lives. Stand with me this morning. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. For the preaching of the cross. I want you to think about this. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. They don't understand. And honestly, we can't expect them to understand because they don't have the spirit of the Lord they can't understand. So the preaching of the cross is foolish. But unto us, but unto us, somebody say us, which are saved, it is the power of God. <laughs> the power of God lives within me. That's incredible, is it not? Cross, foolishness to those that are perishing. That word perishing means to be lost, to be utterly destroyed, Georgian, utterly destroyed. Means to lose eternal life, to be spiritually destitute and to be cut off forever from the presence of God. Sad, sad. I got a phone call about six days ago. One of our members here called me and he was sobbing. He said, Pastor, my dad lives in Pittsburgh. He said, you're the closest thing to a pastor my dad has. I've met him three or four times. He said, my dad loves you. I think our, how we were connected was right here, Steelers. 
think that's how it all started. And they're a bunch of losers, but that's another message. <laughs> he said, my dad's in the hospital. My dad's got to have open heart surgery. And he said, Pastor, I can't talk to him. How many knows it's hard to talk to your own family who's as close to you? I said, give me his cell number, I'll call him. And I called him, because see, he was perishing. He was about to be utterly destroyed. Now this is six, seven days ago. And we talked, small talk on the phone, and I said, so you're gonna have open heart surgery? Nope, I ain't having open heart surgery. And doctors are crazy, they just want my money. He said, they told me I'm all blocked up, I don't believe it. He said, you can't trust the heart doctor. No offense, Dr. Dino. <laughs> I said, sir, have I ever told you that I'm a heart doctor? He kind of chuckled. I said, what I got can fix your heart forever. I explained to him on the phone about the blood of Jesus, Amen. salvation, repentance. I said, are you a believer? He said, yes, I'm a believer. I said, Satan's a believer. Have you ever prayed? Have you ever asked Christ in your life? No, sir, I haven't. Would you like to? His words, let's get it done. And he started crying on the phone. I had the opportunity and the privilege to lead him to the Lord through the blood of Jesus six, seven days ago. They couldn't do the surgery. It's too bad they put some stents in, they sent him home. We landed in Pittsburgh Friday evening from South Dakota. We got our truck, we started back home, we coming down Meadowbrook Road. My phone rang, it was Ethan, his son. He said, Pastor, my dad passed away this morning. He was so close to perishing, so close to utter destruction and a life cut off from God, but the blood in the bottom of the ninth inning of his life. The blood, that's right, he hit a home run. Could have been a grand slam, Lynn, you should have thought of that. A grand slam. You know, I shared with Carrie yesterday, there's been times I've dropped the ball and I didn't go thinking that I got tomorrow. Don't drop the ball. When the Lord opens that door, no matter how uncomfortable it may be, right. step through it. So listen to me. Christianity is not a weak religion. And I believe there's a lot of people in the world that think we're just weak. And they think we're crazy. But I can tell you, I've said it for many years, when the trumpet sounds, you can call me crazy, but I'll be gone. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. It's strong, very strong, because in 1 John 4 and 4, ye are of God. That's who you are. Ye, you gotta take that, you gotta get that in your spirit. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, and many don't have that knowledge. Our accuser, Satan, the devil, the liar, has been cast down <laughs> and defeated by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I got one more verse to read. 
Revelation, that don't always mean anything, right? <laughs> Revelation 12 and 10, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Now listen, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives. They did not love their lives to the death. The way we overcome the enemy, this is how we fight our battles we sang about, is by the blood of the lamb. The word overcame in this passage does not mean they just got by. Listen church, many have just been getting by long enough it's time we get off the milk and get on the meat a little bit. Take the bottle out of your mouth. Say, God, grow me up. It's your life will never change if you don't have the knowledge and you will never receive the knowledge by only listening to the word of God come out of my mouth. You gotta take some time in your own life. The word overcome, it means conquered, prevailed, <laughs> got the victory. Hallelujah. That's the blood. So next week, we'll start a seven Sunday series on the seven places that he shed his blood. The first was in the Garden of Gethsemane through the drops of sweat. The second was the stripes that he bore on, our, on his back. There's a benefit, it's called healing by his stripes. Then it's the third week, he bled from the crown of thorns on his head. There's a benefit. Then from the pierced hands, from the pierced feet, from the spear that was shoved in his side. And the seventh place he bled was underneath of the bruises of his body. And every one of these are significant. And you and I will come out of this with the knowledge that God wants us to have and we'll live a better life. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 